The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Welcome to the beauty of another year here on Beauty Inside and Out Radio. I am your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, and it's my birthday. Yeah, so we're really talking about the beauty of another year, but... We're not here to just celebrate my birthday. We're also here to be able to talk about how this can be a great time of the year to be able to make sure that you're having all of those checkups, all of those things that you need to do in order to have a beautiful year. And my guest today is Elena White, and she is going to share with us some of those ideas and tips and tricks and everything of being able to make sure that you have another healthy and beautiful year for us. So welcome, Elena. Hi, how are you, Bonnie? Happy I'm birthday. Good. Thank you. Yes, it's very, you know, it's, it's, you always say that as you get older that you're not going to celebrate your birthdays, but you know what? Having a birthday is something really special, and I always want to celebrate my birthdays, and I always want a piece of cake, and I always want a candle to blow out. I don't care. It's just something I don't think I'm ever going to grow out of. Well, you need more than one cake, and you need more than one celebration. I, I always say my birthday is in April, so it's birthday month. That's birthday how I month, look at yes. It. yes. And with it being June, it is my birthday month here. Now, also, one of the things, and, and Elena has been one of my guests before. She was with us in October, which, you know, um, is a, a big cancer uh, uh, awareness month. Um, but June is as well. So we, in June, we're talking about Cancer Survivor and Cancer Support Month. And I invited uh, Elena back on because not only is she um, a cancer survivor and um, a cancer uh, recipient at this point even, and I know you're going to share your story, um, she has created a foundation called Red Thursday. She's going to share that with us. But really, she was, you know, it, when I asked her to be on it, she was so honored to be on it and to be on it on my birthday because she says, you need to make sure you schedule all your appointments because it's your birthday and that's how you're going to remember and that's a good reminder. So how about if we start there real quick and then I want you to go into a little bit of your story and what's going on with you, okay? Okay, well... Every year, I, I, I decided for myself a long time ago, actually in my early 20s when I was having babies, that every year around my birthday, I was going to do all of my big annual checks for my health. And so now that I was diagnosed with stage 4 ovarian cancer, um, which just the story of me trying to get diagnosed, which is something that we discussed on your the last time I was on your show in October, um, I really have made it one of my missions to share with people um, why it's so important that every year around your birthday, you remember to do all of your 
well health checks um, so that you know exactly what's going on with your body. And so um, that's, that's, I decided around my birthday because you always know when your birthday is. So if you know when your birthday is, you'll never forget to have your annual well woman check, to have your annual men's check, to uh, go to your eye doctor, to uh, have your skin checked for skin cancer. Um, those, those are all important things. Your annual physical on top of that. Um, you know, women, I think, gets a lot of press about doing your monthly breast exams. So, but on top of that, are you going to, are you getting your pap smears every single month? Are you, are, I mean, every single year, are you doing that? And a lot of times when I talk to women, I find out that they actually aren't doing that. So, Bonnie, when is your appointment? Well, it's funny because, you know, I had some of those appointments that were kind of like all scheduled a little earlier in the year, and it's naturally just rolled into the month of June. So I have my my annual wellness visit that is set up in June. And, of course, you know, with the way insurance companies are nowadays, you can't have it one day sooner because insurance won't cover it. Exactly. So after it's it's after June 10th, I've made the appointment, but it has to be after June 10th. So um, and then the they'll obviously provide me the paperwork that I need to be able to have my mammogram, which there was a lot of controversy on that um, over the last couple of years. And, you know, and, and it's, you can ask the doctor and then I asked the, the mammogram specialist and everything and I got the same response and I'll, I'll share it with everybody because I think it's worth sharing at this point. They were a little concerned that maybe they didn't have to, you didn't have to have a mammogram every year. Um, if you're, if everything was good year after year, then don't. But my friends that got diagnosed with breast cancer and mind you, these were friends that were younger than me. So in their thirties and their forties. Um, it was one year they were great, and then the next year they had, you know, stage one, two, three, or four breast cancer. So the doctor and the mammogram and the, you know, the nurse practitioner all said, as long as insurance is covering it, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Well, and the point to that, too, is that if you feel not right at all, mm-hmm. you need to go right away. Don't wait to your birthday Don't wait. for that Good. annual exam, but go right away. Um, I think I'm a good poster child for that because I was 35 years old, uh, diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. And, um, I mean, I was in severe pain for several months before they diagnosed me. And really, because of my age, that was the reason why they didn't diagnose me with cancer right away because every doctor, radiologist, every MRI, ultrasound, uh, CAT scan that I had done, uh, they all dismissed my age, uh, saying that because of your age, there's no way you could have cancer, and that's just not true. I mean, no, it's not anymore, is it? That's just not true. Uh, I'm a, the poster child for that. Why you have to be such a strong advocate for your health, and that's why, in part of that, my warrior, um, you know, self. That's my whole mantra: is like you got to fight for what is best for you and how you're feeling. And I know, Bonnie, you you and I have shared a lot about our personal journeys with that. Um, But every year on your birthday, at least if you're feeling good and you're in good health every year on your birthday, go have all of your well woman checks, your skin checks, your eye checks, your Mm -hmm. hearing. Um, I mean, there's so many things. Your blood work, have full blood panels done. Um, 
get check. I love, I tell people now, not just your full blood panels and with your cholesterol and like for diabetes, but also for your vitamins, like check your vitamin D levels, check um, what's going on at a, with all of your hormones. I know you had a hormone specialist on your show recently, Bonnie. Um, so all of that has to be done and you need to be the advocate. You need to tell your doctor these are the things that you want um, because we are in control of our health. We have to be in order to uh, navigate our current health system. So. Absolutely. And, you know, and we really want, we really want our listeners and we really want our friends and our loved ones to have a very powerful year and another birthday, period. Yes. Like, and we need to birthday. be celebrating every year. Absolutely. And so part of that yeah. celebration is taking care of our health because... So here's my list and thank you so much because I had forgotten about my dermatologist, the skin, um, you know, having them check my skin because um, I do have, you know, I've lived in Arizona um, for most of my life. And of course, you know, it's 108 degrees, 110 degrees <laughs> here uh, around this time of year. And we do, we're, we are at a high risk of skin cancer. So both of my parents have been through some skin cancer treatments, some basal cell skin cancer removal, and they are checked frequently at this point in their lives. And, you know, we're that generation where we would baby oil ourselves up and then go lay outside and get burnt. I, so I remember that. Yes, we're, we're definitely susceptible to this. So I have on my list my annual wellness, my mammogram, my dentist appointment, blood tests, and I love that you just said vitamin D because I usually do like the hormone panel, the cholesterol um, check, but I, I think it's really important, vitamin D. I talked with two or three people the other day that said that they were feeling really sluggish, they weren't feeling good, they had the doctor run a couple blood tests and they discovered that they had a very, their vitamin D was incredibly low. And I'm just thinking, how is that possible? Is it, I mean, the sun provides a source of that, but are we just not eating the right foods to be able to give us well, that natural vitamin D? Well, and not just that, but what we are in contact with in our environment depletes our body or mm. the food so that we eat. So it's more of the eat, toxins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Or the yeah. food we eat isn't as rich in that nutrient. So typical vitamin D rich. It's like for myself, I'm always magnesium deficient and I have my magnesium checked on me regularly. And um, I've shared with you, I, I actually take uh, Epsom salt baths at least. Um, I try to do it every day. If I'm traveling, I can't. But because my body is so magnesium deficient, well, most women are very magnesium deficient. We actually, it's more sensitive with magnesium deficiency than with calcium because everything has been fortified with calcium. And so our bodies actually don't get, um, don't get um, as much magnesium as we need really when we have tons of calcium. And so magnesium that's for our that's for our muscles and our energy and synthesis of things like vitamin D. So, so Epsom Epsom salt baths can help Epsom, absorb that? Yes, because Love magnesium that. is best absorbed through the skin transdermally and so if you soak in Epsom salt baths, you actually gets it the magnesium right to your muscles through your skin, right to your muscles where it needs to be to help you. And and I I went through a journey of figuring that out and working with a naturopath because I was so magnesium deficient and I was having such bad problems with that. Um, Because of the ovarian cancer, I've had a full hysterectomy, obviously. And um, at my age, 
um, with the hysterectomy, my body just cannot, I can't eat enough or take enough magnesium pills for it to stay in my body. So transdermally is how I felt that how I found that I can go to the lab, have my blood checked and my magnesium numbers are normal. And it's all because I'm doing transdermal with it. I love hearing that because on the show that I did where it's like my favorite beauty secrets, Epsom salt baths was one of my favorite things to do. And I I buy the the traditional or sometimes I get the lavender. mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I like the eucalyptus. The eucalyptus. It feels like you're in a spa. Exactly. It smells so good. It's good for your lungs. It's good for your skin. Um, The magnesium. It's really good for your whole body. And um, if you have any lymphatic issues, because I know I do from having so many abdominal surgeries with ovarian cancer, um, the, doing the Epsom salt baths really stimulates my lymphatic system and helps me reduce water weight on my body. So well, too, if you're like trying to get into your LBD or little ba- black dress and you're having a little issue. <laughs> a bathing suit take, this time of year. <laughs> yeah, your bathing suit. Um Getting in that Epsom salt bath really, make, really, really helps to reduce water weight on your body. So um, uh, it's very good for you. Well, those are those are fantastic tips and everything. And I and I know we're going to be taking a break here in about three or four minutes. But with that, so we've we've got the check on. We've got my check here. Now, what about for men? What are some of the the annual things that men need to do? Because you know, I hear this all the time from my guy friends. Um, they just, they're like, they don't visit the doctor unless there's something terribly wrong. They don't take it upon themselves to do regular checkups. Well, obviously they need to have a prostate check. Um, they say bar none at age 50 going forward, um, you have to have your prostate checked every year. And I know men don't like to talk about that, but it's really important. Um, prostate cancer is up. Um, and it, and they say really about one out of every two men sometime in their life are going to have prostate cancer. So, um, on some level, so you have to get your prostate checked. And then I also tell men, get your testosterone checked, especially if you're having any issues at all, go and get your testosterone checked because you'd be surprised if a lot of men have low testosterone. And that affects, um, you know, obviously not just, you know, uh, typical sexual desire and stuff like that. But um, in libido, it is energy. It is imbalance. It's all of those things. And there are ways to be able to balance that out. And honestly, if you did listen to that show, and I just want to make a a note of this right now. So the show was on uh, May 19th. So you can look up the show and it was, um, you know, the beauty of hormone replacement therapy. And uh, my guest's name was Rudy Dragone. And he was phenomenal. Now, we're going to have him back because there's just no bones about it. He had so much good information that was incredibly important for people to hear because – and the way that he said it in the analogies and the little stories he told, it made so much sense. So, yeah. So, hormone checks, blood tests, uh, dental appointments, annual wellness, mammogram. For men, it's that it's uh, prostate. Um, colonoscopies over fifty as well. Colonoscopy is really important too. I, I just want to stress that because I know people are afraid to have a colonoscopy. Um, if you have any um, history at all of um, anyone in your family, like parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, um, if at all with with colon cancer, 
early detection is key. So even as young as 35, my best friend, literally my best friend from growing up, mm-hmm. when, when we graduated from high school that year, his mother passed away of colon cancer. And so when he was 30 years old, he, he goes every five years and has his colon checked. And um, I, I can't stress that enough. Um, we have a hairdresser friend, Stephen Savage, um, that he was diagnosed at 25 years old. With oh, yeah. So this, a history of it. This, this is important. And, and I, we hear stories all the time. And of course, anybody that's on social media sees stories all the time of people that are diagnosed with things. And we're, we're, we're all too young. We're all too young to be diagnosed with these things. And that's going to bring us to our break right now. But Elena, when we come back from the break, um, I think it's important that everybody hears your story again, because you have been a, a wealth of information for us in this first segment. And um, yeah, I'm going to have a happy birthday with a mammogram and a wellness check and a dentist and blood tests and a body and check. Birthday with cake. My, and birthday cake. And birthday cake, of course, and, and a shot of tequila as well. Yeah, so, yeah, all so in yes, we do that. <laughs> all in moderation. Okay, so we're going to take a break. But I want to hear, what are you doing around your birthday? What are those things that have you remember to be the healthiest, best you each year around your birthday? So send me a tweet and let me know what those are at Bonnie Bonadeo one And or you can Facebook me, private message me if you want to as well, or put post it up. And that's Beauty Inside and Out Show on Facebook. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host for Beauty Inside and Out, Bonnie Bonadeo, and our topic today is the beauty of another year. It's my birthday, and uh, I have my guest, Elena White, on here, and she is sharing with me all of the things I have to do around my birthday. Now, I was hoping it would be like, you know, some exotic vacation, hang out at the beach, have a couple cocktails, a little a little sweet treat, uh, blow out a candle type of thing, but no, instead, she's turned my birthday into making all these appointments. I have to have my annual wellness visit, my mammogram, a dentist appointment, 
run my blood tests, including cholesterol, vitamin D, and hormone panel, as well as having a body check with my dermatologist to make sure that I don't have any skin cancer or any forms of that that might be suspicious at this point in time, especially since we live in Arizona and we have a high high cancer rate here uh, uh, with the amount of sunshine that we have. Okay, so we got all that out of the way. My birthday month will take care of all of that stuff. But Elena, really, you know, you at a very young age were diagnosed with uh, cancer. And in the process of your treatment and everything, you then also developed a foundation called Red Thursday. So I know it's important for people to hear this story. I know it's important for women to hear this story. Um, I know it's important for younger people to hear your story, and I hope that you'll be comfortable in sharing your story again with us. Yes. Thank you, Bonnie, so much for having me. Um, I mean, in addition to it being your birthday, it is June, and June is National Cancer Survivors Month. It's where we recognize uh, cancer survivors for everything they've gone through and really to highlight prevention. And for myself, I was uh, 35 years old when I was diagnosed. I'm, I'm 38 now. Um, I had been in severe pain, um, definitely started um, around August of 2012. I, I really um, noticed that something was wrong with me. Sorry, August of 2013. Um, and then I, I wasn't diagnosed until December 12, 2013. So during that time... I was going to my doctor. Um, I was going to the hospital in a very acute state, meaning I was like had a fever, really sick, um, and great deal of pain. And what and, was the pain around? And where was the pain? Uh, so it started on my lower right side is where the pain started. And then the main thing that I was noticing is I was having a lot of bloating. You know, whether I was on my period or not, I was just constantly bloated, and it was up high. It was bloated up high, which, you know, you feel like maybe I didn't drink enough water or maybe, you know, I'm a little bit constipated, but it was just this bloating, and then it spread, like my hands were were swollen, and the pain in my lower right side then started spreading to my left side, and then it started moving up, and then I would get, like, I did have constipation um, down the road where it was very, I was having a lot of problems and I normally in my life never really had any issue. So what would happen is I would spike with a fever or such extreme pain that um, after having gone to the doctor a few times and I had had my annual well exam in April around my birthday, so I didn't, there was nothing, nothing there. And um, so I would go to the hospital, to the urgent care, to the ER, and they would, you know, start doing the test. So they would do an ultrasound, they would do a CT scan, they would check my blood, and they would just tell me, well, you have really bad ovarian cysts. That's all we see. And I'm like, okay, well, ovarian cysts, people that suffer with them, um, usually, you know, they come and go in waves. But this was like continuous pain and it was just getting worse. And, you know, when I was going to the doctors, I wasn't really getting any answers. And then in October, I had this extreme bout where my fever was spiking to 104 degrees. 
Mm, and Bonnie, high. when you're an adult and you have a 104 degree fever, you're definitely That's Ill. dangerous. That's yes, dangerous. It's very dangerous. And so I went to the hospital and um, they started writing all of the tests and they said to me, well, you were just here a month ago and you have ovarian, ovarian cysts. And I said, well, okay. So the nurse comes in and says, the doctor says you can go home. You just need to take some pain medicine. And I said, well, can you tell me, do you get fevers with ovarian cysts? Because I know the answer is no. But, you know, I, when you're that sick, you can't reason rationally with the thoughts. You know, I look back and I think, oh, man, that was a red flag. That was a red flag. Mm-hmm. But you're so sick, you don't have the ability to... Um, make those decisions on the spot. And really well, and you're counting on these professional experts to be able to just kind of maybe think outside the box a little bit too. Well, or go the extra step because yeah. really the extra step was that blood test, which is the CA-125, which Dr. Oz has talked about it. Oprah's talked about it when she had her show. And that's the tumor marker um, test for ovarian cancer. And um, I had very typical, normal symptoms for ovarian cancer, bloating, constipation, pain, fatigue. Those are all of those things that they had typed those into a computer, even WebMD, because I've done it for myself. The number one thing that comes back is ovarian cancer. Ovarian cancer, yeah. And the thing about ovarian cancer is you can have your, your um, well woman check, your pap smear, and guess what? It does not show up on a pap smear. Ovarian cancer mm-hmm. is not one of those things that can be done. You have to specifically have the CA-125 test. It's not an expensive blood test. If the doctor has any concern, they can do it. Your insurance should cover it. It's, um, it's not a difficult test. It's just a blood test. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I wish that I would have known that, and that's my big thing that I share for ovarian cancer. If women start telling me, Elena, my periods aren't right, I'm having these symptoms, I just tell them, you know what, don't mess around with a CT scan or, or an ultrasound, which most OBGYN offices do an ultrasound right on the spot no problem, but going and getting a CT scan, I just say, just look at them and tell them, I want a CA-125 because that can easily eliminate what's the number one thing we're scared of, right? I'm not scared if I need, um, if I have fibroid tumors, right, or if I have endometriosis as a female. I'm not scared of those things, but guess what? The big C word, that's the reason to be afraid, mm-hmm. So, or to have huge amount of concern. So I share, go get a CA-125. And I have a lot of friends or people that, you know, because I get phone calls all the time. Someone knows someone who knows me that says, call Elena, ask her. Um, and, and that's my number one thing. And I did that the other, and I did that not too long ago in regards to a friend because she was having irregular periods. She was incredibly bloated. She was constipated. She was not well. She was fatigued. And she did. She went to the doctor and did a CA-125. It came back negative, fortunately. Um, but they did discover that um, she was – there was uh, – she had an enormous amount of inflammation, which they were concerned about, and they ended up doing um, a hysterectomy. And what better way, you know, obviously mm-hmm. her inflammation was up, but what it does 
really for the doctor is it lets the doctor know that you're educated about your health Mm -hmm. and you can have a very easy discussion um, with the doctor about it. Because when they realize you're asking for a very specific blood test, guess what they know? They know that you're doing your homework about your own health. Right. You become yeah. your own advocate. And then that conversation with the doctor is better. It's smoother. Right. And yeah. um, actually, I think there's a level of respect there. You know, my doctors now, um, they see me coming, but I have a good relationship with them. But I have done, you know... <laughs> Hey, my mom was a, is a nurse. She's retired now, but, you know, I, I grew up in a home where we talked about our health. Um, you know, yeah. my, so it's very important. So where, what was the fever attached to in regards to this? Because you did end up getting diagnosed, and at that point it was stage so, four ovarian cancer. Yeah, we got off that story, but what happened was that fever that I had – it was, it was really crucial that I said that to her because, honestly, looking back, that probably saved my life because they would have sent me home and I would have probably, you know, been in a very acute state where I may or may not have made it after that point oh because this was October. And remember, I wasn't diagnosed until December 12th. So, uh, and, I, and really, I went through a lot more hurdles and I would say heartbreak, you know, all the trauma and and trying to get diagnosed. But at that point, the nurse came back when I asked her to ask the doctor, why do I have a fever if it's ovarian cysts? Because you don't get a fever with ovarian cysts. And Mm -hmm. she walked out and told him, and she came back, and she was actually very mean to me. She said, well, I hope you you know you got your wish that he's going to admit you. And they actually classified (gasps) it that, yeah, it was really, really really horrible. I, I had very poor care. And I, this is a top hospital. It was a, a top hospital um, that, I, that I went to. And um, I would never go to this hospital again. And I won't say the name because that's not my gig, but it was bad. And really, she's like, I hope you know you got your wish and you're gonna, he's going to admit you. And I, I, I remember thinking, you know, I never saw that doctor or that nurse. My wish, my wish to get better or my wish to to say something's not right with me and you haven't figured it out yet. Well, and it was, I felt at the time that they treated me like maybe just to be in the hospital and get pain medicine was what I wanted. But Mm -hmm. when you're that sick, I was desperate. I was crying desperate. I mean, pleading with them to help me. And now we know with my diagnosis and because of the advanced disease, the tumors in my body, and, and really I mean, people know, I, I share openly, you know, I've, I have almost half my colon removed. I had 12 sections of my small intestines removed. Um, I had cancer on every organ in my abdomen, every single organ, my liver, my pancreas, my stomach, my bladder. It, I, ha- I have my peritoneum removed, which is the lining of your stomach. Um, or the, your abdomen that's been removed from me. Um, I mean, that's how advanced the disease was. But what the reason why the fever was so high is because I had a bowel blockage, which oh. because of the tumors in there, they would block my bowels, and that's why I would have intermittent constipation with it, like extreme diarrhea because my body was trying to cope with the disease taking over. Um, so, you know, it's a small space in your abdomen. And there's a lot going on. So that's why I had the fevers. I had a bowel blockage and I really probably had sepsis. So they treated me just enough where my body was able to manage it and I was able to pull through. But that happened three more times, Bonnie, to me. 
before, before they actually diagnosed you with cancer. Yes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So when I say that, I tell people, no, it's really a miracle I'm alive. Just to get diagnosed felt like a miracle because of the things that I went through to get diagnosed. And it was, and it was simply because um, this is the, the part of the story that um, is really, really, I, I say it's just insane. The very first CT scan I had of my abdomen, the radiologist wrote on the report, um, multiple malignancies present, not possible to have cancer due to age. <gasps> Those words exactly like that are written on that report. So how is it? And, and just think through those, that sentence. How can you have multiple malignancies but then say it's not cancer because of my age? That's a complete uh, contradiction. No, it is because children are getting cancer. Babies have cancer. Everybody right. is... And what is, is a malignancy? It, yeah. I thought a malignancy was cancer, right? So I've done a lot of research with the medical community on this because really that was disease and they mm-hmm. completely dismissed my disease mm. because of my age at 35 and completely healthy. I mean, even today, every single one of my, my blood numbers, you know, any anything that I have, the only thing that I struggle with, which I shared earlier in the show, is I struggle with keeping my, my magnesium level where it should be. Um, that's just part of going through the um, menopause process for women. But other than that, I am like the pillar of health. I mean, when you see me, I know a lot of people you see on social media mm-hmm. or, um, you know, some of my press, media press, I'm completely healthy. I mean, I don't look. I even have like a bald spot right now from having radiation on my brain, but you would never know that I have stage four ovarian cancer. No, because because this is the part of the story that we're going to take a break and you're going to come back and share, was even in the removal of all of those parts of your body and organs and everything that they removed once they diagnosed you, um, you are now dealing with cancer again. And this is the third time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. and that's where early detection is key because, yeah. you know, I believe if I had started, they told me it took anywhere from 9 to 12 months for my disease to go from tiny cellular activity to stage 4. And but that's less than a year. I know. But and we're talking about fast. doing annual visits to be able to keep us healthy here. But yeah. in less than a year... Your body formed cancer to the degree that it went to stage four level. Well, on the last four of months of that, I was in extreme pain yeah, and good. living with what's extreme. The, what's the message you want to leave before we have a couple seconds before we're going to go to break? What do you want to tell people right now if they couldn't listen to the rest of the show? If they couldn't listen to the rest of the show, if you think something's wrong, I always say where there's smoke, there's fire. Go to the doctor. Don't wait. Okay. All right. And, and then be, your be diligent about your regular health. All right. So we're going to take a break right now. This is, um, you know, this is Elena White, my dear friend, and uh, not only cancer survivor, but now dealing with cancer again for the third time. And she's going to share the rest of her story when we come back. If you have anything you'd like to share with us, please feel free to reach out to me, uh, Beauty Inside and Out Show on Facebook, or tweet me, Bonnie Bonadeo One. We'll be right back. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. So this is the beauty of another year. And as I've shared now, uh, it's the month of June. So that's Cancer Survivor Month, Cancer Support Month. And also, uh, Bonnie's birthday month. Yay! It's my Yay, birthday. Yay, Bonnie! It's my birthday. Yeah, Happy now. Birthday. Um, and that all sounds very cheery, but really where we're at is my friend Elena White is on with us, and she's been sharing her story that at 35, she struggled to get diagnosed with stage 4 ovarian cancer. Um, and she's shared some of the heartache, some of the pain, some of the due diligence she's had to do, some of the frustrations within the medical field of flat out saying, you're, you know, at 35, you're too young, even though you had um, all these malignancies that you're too young to have cancer and everything. So we're at the point now where you, you are going to get diagnosed and um, let's just continue on from there. Thank you, Bonnie. Um at that point where I, um, it was the first week of December and I was at that point, I was bedridden and I, I called my OBGYN, which I'd been in and out of their office with, with very little help or support. And the doctor wanted to push me off until after the new year to, uh, have a surgery to go in and actually look to see what was going on because the pain was excruciating. And, and I was literally bedridden at 35. I couldn't even get out of bed. Um, I was in such great pain, doubled over, couldn't even stand up straight because the tumors, I mean, the, the weight of the tumors that had grown inside of me and were pushing on all of my organs. So, um, on December 12th, They finally, after begging, and actually I dogged the doctor. This is how, this is really bad, but I will say the truth. I actually talked bad about him on social media in order for him to, his office staff to find that and see that and and call me and actually schedule an emergency surgery. And um, when I had my emergency surgery, uh, they, when I woke up from surgery, he was sitting there, the doctor, and he was face-to-face with me and he was just, crying, like 
crocodile tears like a baby because he knew that he had failed me. And um, for me to wait that long to be diagnosed and be in that kind of pain and the disease to be so far advanced, um, it's, just, it's a shame in our modern society, um, our modern medicine that we have that, that I got that far. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, really, the diagnosis was such a relief because it gave me ammunition to know what was wrong with me and where I needed to go and who mm-hmm. was going to help me. So I, I did get with Arizona Oncology, um, and they are an amazing group. And I have been so blessed through all of this to be with doctors and nurses and support staff that helped me every single step of the way. And um, while I was in the hospital over Christmas that year in 2013, for 10 days, I had my surgery, um, abdominal surgery, radical seven-hour surgery to remove all the cancer and, you know, like I said, part of my organs and all of that to get the cancer out. Um, while I was in there, I was given a pair of red cowboy boots, which anyone who knows me, I'm, I'm a sixth-generation Arizona native. I, I am a cowgirl at heart. My uncles were all cowboys. I grew up with it. Um, we were our family history in Arizona as we were dairy farmers for the Pendergast family. And, you know, I wanted red cowboy boots because I loved red. I love what red means. I love the power that I feel, the courage that I feel with that. And yet it exemplifies the anger that I had with going through that process of getting diagnosed. And so it just represented so much to me that the red cowboy boots became sort of my own personal mantra where I was going mm-hmm. to wear them through every single cancer um, chemotherapy treatment that I was going to go through. And I was going to go through six months of weekly chemotherapy. And I decided I'm going to wear that. And being from the beauty industry, my red lipstick has always been my signature. So I thought bald, no eyebrows, no eyelashes. I'm going to wear my red lipstick and I'm going to be proud about who I am no matter what. And really it's that to me, that real Phoenician way of beauty from ashes. And it, it has been so infectious um, and amazing journey to share the most intimate, vulnerable parts of Elena. My, I'm a single mom, my, my children, um, the things that I've been through to get to where I am now. And people all over wanted to find a way to encourage and support me. And so because they saw that I wore red, they started wearing red. And because my chemotherapy treatments were on Thursday, uh, Red Thursday became its own identity. And mm, it is I love that. so far beyond me, Elena. I mean, I am so thankful and humbled to be the catalyst of it. And I always say, I'm just the, I'm just the custodian of it. I, I just, my job is just to share my story of being empowered, being strong, um, and yet being graceful about who you are and about your journey and living life every day to the fullest. I don't, never a moment feel sorry for me. I just want to be better and grow and be a better human for having cancer. And I, and and I don't, I, I don't accept cancer. You know, I, 
one of the things that I said is cancer is only a part of Elena. It isn't Elena. That's not my identity. But at the same time, not ignoring the fact that it has made my life better. I mean, most people wouldn't look at something that's tragic and think that you could use that as an opportunity to be better. And I have. And um, my relationships are better. My love of life is better. My career is better. My, I mean, the relationships that I've forged through this and my children, you know, actually, people always worry about my children. My children are amazing, but it's because I chose the attitude that I did that I was going to be a warrior and I was going to be strong and I was going to still love life and not feel sorry for myself. And so Red Thursday, that's what that's about. And, and what so tell us, more, tell us more about Red Thursday. Like, what is it? What, what is it that you do? And how, how can my listeners help you with making Red Thursday more impactful for others? Well, first of all, wear red on Thursday. And, and I say that because if someone asks you, hey, well, it's Red Thursday. I'm wearing red. It's Red Thursday. We were red. On Thursdays, we were red. And you can share, oh my gosh, and, you know, know or heard of someone who is a cancer survivor and she did it to encourage and inspire herself and others. And this is how we do. Because literally every person knows at least one person with cancer or going through treatment. Or oh, absolutely. Cancer. Absolutely. So it affects everyone. And I think that that's such an easy message. It's wear red on Thursday, support and encourage. Our, our, our tagline for Red Thursday is, encourage, inspire, and give hope. And that is, that's what we're about. We, our number one mission for the Red Thursday Foundation is to do random acts of kindness for cancer patients and their supporters. That's what we, that's what we do. Um, we also try to be a network to connect with other organizations, and we also try to sit beside other organizations. So, for instance, uh, Mother's Grace is an organization in Phoenix, um, and, you know, I'm going to be working with them on doing some projects where Red Thursday is going to come and help them. And so anyone who wants to volunteer or be a part of us, you can connect with me. Uh, RedThursday.org is the website. Um, on social media, of course, uh, Facebook, you could look up Red Thursday. Instagram is Red Thursday. Or, of course, you can look at me personally and contact me personally. Um, right now, um, you know, any if we get financial donations that goes to support any of our random acts of kindness, um, I'll highlight, you know, most recently my birthday is April 28th. Um, that was a Thursday in 2016. So I said, we're going to have Super Red Thursday because it's my birthday, and you know how I like to celebrate, Bonnie. Um, and my birthday is on a Thursday, too. I know, and that's why today, like being mm-hmm. on Red, today is Red Thursday, and being on your show on your birthday. I mean, that's why I know when we talked about doing this, I was so thankful because not only is it Cancer Survivor Month, not only do we have to share about what we need to do to take care of our health so we can celebrate another year, but it is Red Thursday. And, um, it is. It's Red <laughs> Thursday. You, so let's Bonnie. encourage everybody to wear red on Thursdays throughout the rest of the month of June. Um, in order to support Red Thursday. 
And then Yay. I know recently you were uh, you got some news coverage. You got quite a bit of news coverage. So on this I, random act of kindness that you did on your birthday, tell us about that real quick before we have to end our show. Okay, so what we did was I, I did I wanted to celebrate for Super Red Thursday this year. Um, I thought. You know, I talked about Arizona Oncology and specifically the office in Phoenix that's, um, they call it the Biltmore office. Because I've been going there for two and a half years, um, it's meant so much to me because they've supported me so strongly. I thought, you know what, how can we do, how can we do something for Red Thursday that's completely different? So I worked with a friend who, um, Cheryl Denham, she owns Arizona Flower Market, which is the an Arizona Family Florist, which is the um, 1-800-Flowers franchise in Arizona. So um, she's amazing. And I worked with her and some of our donations from people in Red Thursday who gave to the foundation. And we raised some money, and Cheryl matched it to do 300 long-stem red roses um, to give away to all the patients and the staff at um, Arizona Oncology at the Biltmore office. And, and it took every single one of those 300 uh, red roses. And uh, what was awesome is that was my birthday wish. For my birthday, I wanted to do that. And that was my way of celebrating my birthday because, um, you know, I think it's so important that people know about Red Thursday because we all know someone, like I said, we all know someone that is going through treatment or has cancer or had cancer. So um, it's, it's Really, it was such a blessing. Um, I'll tell you one story. There was a gentleman there. Um, he is uh, was recently diagnosed. He was only 24 years old. Mm. He is a professional athlete. Um, I will say that about him. He's a professional athlete. And he was just recently diagnosed with a type of blood cancer. And he was there at Arizona Oncology and... Um, getting his lab work done. And so when I walked in, he looked at me and, first of all, they think I'm a little bit crazy because I'm, you know, I'm very boisterous. But he kind of stood away for a while and watched. And then when it came around to me giving him the red rose, um, he hugged me in such a way that I could tell, like, that level of energy and love. He needed that. And I found out later that he talked to some of my um, volunteers that helped me deliver the roses that day, and he talked to them and was saying, you know, I've been feeling so bad about myself because my career is over and, you know, I, I don't know what my identity is. And then I look and saw that... Somebody that was just giving and loving and yes. sharing and... and it, yeah. It, he said, I am never going to feel sorry for myself again. Like oh, well, here's my commitment to me and my birthday month on these Thursdays and the whole month is I'm going to dedicate to continuing to sharing Red Thursday and making sure everybody has an awareness of it um, and for you to continue to strengthen yourself and to get healthy and uh, find the right treatments for you to be able to survive yet your third battle of cancer. Yes, thank you, Bonnie. I know it's... um. It's been really tough for me to realize that I don't. I feel good, but then to know that on the inside, you know, my body is waging this war. And, um, you know, I know that with everything there's purpose, and so I just keep looking for ways to use this to continue to help others. And um, I think it's really important that people know that I 
I don't feel sorry, not one bit. I haven't slowed down. I, I mean, a mm-hmm. little bit, but I am that taking is true. care of myself. <laughs> and, you have not. And my, making memories with my children because I know I'm not guaranteed another day, but I do know that I'm, I am creating a legacy and that my life is, is full of purpose. And so well, we're going to have you on for your birthday next year. How about oh, that? Oh, I can't wait. I and you will wait. be my guest on my birthday next year. Now, they may not fall on Thursdays, of course, but we'll <laughs> just make it a powerful month. We and will. so tell us again, tell us again how people can find uh, information on Red Thursday and then also share with us how we can get hold of you directly. Uh, redthursday.org O-R-G, is the website and you can find us on social media if you, all you have to do is put Red Thursday Foundation in uh, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram um, LinkedIn it's all there and then Elena K. White and I'm working on some other really special projects that you're going to see so please reach out to me or follow me or Facebook friend me um, or follow Red Thursday Foundation um, I'm very personable, and I I do connect with every single person that reaches out to me. Um, No matter what I'm doing, I I do make the time to do that because I think it's really important. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, if you need help or know someone that needs help, that's a good thing, too, to let us know. All right, so redthursday.org. Elena, it's E-L-A-N-A-K-W-I. G-H-T, Elena K. White. That's how you can source her on social media. And uh, and we're going to do more Red Thursday. So my my commitment is and our call to action for everybody is to wear red on Thursdays for the rest of the month of June, which is Cancer Survivor and Support Month. And then don't forget, last week I had a guest on my show, Barbara Pageant, which was the Cancer Survivor Beauty and Support Day that the beauty industry offers. And we have to continue to keep growing and sharing her organization and foundation too because – um, it's important and it's good that we're contributing and giving back. Elena, thank you for being on the show today. Thank um, you. I know fun. you'll be a guest again. That's all there is to it. Thank you. Um, I've already made that commitment. And I love that you share your story with such depth and honesty. And um, I know that there's a lot of people that will reach out to you. But you can feel free to reach out to me too and I'm happy to get messages. But I'll also post all of this on uh, Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out. Be sure to like the page. You'll get more information. Follow me on Twitter, Bonnie Bonadeo one And if you want to send me an email, if you have a story, you have a foundation that you would like to share on, this, on the show, please email me, Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Thanks for being with me, Elena. Love you. Love you too, Bonnie. Thank you so much. Mm. Happy Red Thursday. Happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 